So I just wanted to frame up this podcast. This was the most impromptu, random podcast possible. Uh, so Damien and I connected on Facebook. I said, hey, what's up, man? We saw that we uh, he'd worked with Luke Hawkins, I'm looking to. And basically, he wanted to have a bit of a jam about his experience. And I was like, why don't we just make this a Zoom call and it could turn into a podcast? And we so when you're just going to see us connecting, we have never met apart from that little three messages back and forth and so completely organic and kind of cool that we captured that to be honest so just wanted to frame that up and here it is how you going bro yeah good dude man how you been yeah not too bad if this does uh turn out to be a podcast it'd be one of the most random origin (laughs) stories ever yeah for sure so what's uh how did you connect with luke yeah so basically I actually came to him via a paid advert on Facebook where he had a blueprint, um, like, um, yeah, link going on there. And I kind of found my way into his lead gen system. Yeah. Take your, take your coaching business to 10 K zero to 10 K a month. Yeah. Yeah. Get the, yeah. That was the one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, pretty much, uh, just went through, kind of his process spoke with Nadia and Margie, I think. And then, yeah, then, um, yeah, had a chat with him last week. So beautiful. Yeah. For me, um, I first decided that I wanted to go down the path of service to others and coaching, uh, 2019, I was over in Southeast Asia and I went over one way, sold my motorbike, sold, everything and just was like, I'm going to avoid winter in Australia, in South Australia. And I'm just going to see how long I can spend in Southeast Asia. And that was cool. Cause like it led me to like, you know, couch surfing and uh, staying with some Buddhist nuns for a few weeks and just like, you know, really getting into the spiritual journey. And so it kind of like, was like, yeah, I want to keep doing this. What can I look back on my life? What skills and experience do I have that I could translate into you know paid skills now and as i look back over my last 10 years i was like yeah actually you know i've been doing a fair bit of self-work over those years especially in health and uh spirituality maybe there's something there and then that got me thinking about coaching and so it kind of started off with a bit of a monetary incentive but then as i started going to like actually looking at coaching i like you know really started to embrace you know how much uh, self-work it, or self-development, self-growth, it naturally creates when you're trying to create a business because, you know, the things that come up around self-worth, value, you know, being able to speak um, openly on camera and, like, all of those things that weed out or, like, make you overcome insecurity kind of fell in love with that part of it. Um, so that was three years ago now. And I must say a lot of shit has come up and I haven't, I've like gone, you know, one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, two steps back. Um, so I probably, yeah, there's a lot of resistance that's come up in that time and I've been working through it and like, you know, some things happen in their own time too. Um, but also like, yeah, I've just stayed consistent at it. And pretty much at this point I've worked with probably three clients at this point uh paid and it's been really aligned been you know i ran a retreat a couple of weeks ago uh that was the first one i've done 
and it was a real uh, intensive. It was in terms of uh, financial, financially, it was quite a fail, but in terms of um, actual like an experience, it was quite a success. So admittedly, you guys put more energy into it than you were able to receive out of it or? Well, I got more energy back, um, like energetically back, but not financially. So the way it worked out, um, a friend of mine was creating a pretty cool um, event where it was like kind of like an online music festival. And I'd actually um, donated him some money earlier this year to host a space in Kangaroo Island uh that's off yep. south australia here yeah. and yeah and like so coming up to it he's like hey man um, i haven't actually got as many people in uh booked as i was planning on i've actually got none did you want to collaborate with me and we can kind of offer a retreat and i was like yeah why not and then it was three weeks out and so we like really quickly threw together a retreat like did like the marketing it came together good but of course coming up to christmas and not giving people advance notice it was um difficult to so we didn't get any paid attendees but we even gave away as a, like, a bit of a marketing thing we we're like uh giving away a spot uh, in exchange for liking sharing and only one person entered <laughs> and, um then he couldn't actually come but his missus did but that was in perfect alignment because she had previously run her own retreats for women um been done plenty of coaching to her and she's coached women so she was you know it's always good when you got someone that's like got that level of self-work and they can actually um be really receptive and yeah ran like this uh 48 hour retreat where picked her up from the ferry went there we did like a bit of breath work yoga i cooked uh quite healthy meals that were good and then did some one-on-one -on -one coaching with her got more clarity in her business um, not that, you know, obviously I didn't want to position myself as someone that's coaching people without having done it myself, but you know, the moment called for it and it worked out well. So yeah, it was, um, left me feeling really abundant despite it cost me out of pocket, like probably $500, but it's interesting how the fulfillment that I got from it left me feeling so much more abundant than when in the past I've worked at like a FIFO job and I've earned like five grand in a week. Yeah. The abundance that I got from this, even though it cost me monetarily was far more significant. And I think that's the real benefit of when you're doing like purpose work and you get that actual fulfillment from being on the path and in the flow. For sure, dude. Oh man. That's it. So when, when did that finish up? Uh, so that was about three weeks ago now. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So you went from, had you started the conversation with Luke yet? No, not at that point. No. Oh, right. You like came, you came out of doing the um, doing the retreat and then, you know. Yeah. The Luke Hawkins stuff was placed upon your path and you're like, oh, let's click. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how about yourself? How did you? Um, so my very, very similar sort of stuff man very similar type of stuff but basically my journey like from a from a spirituality sense started um i it, it, it depends on the way that you look at things right but we've always been on it like yeah 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 we've been on this journey since birth right that's right and we go through the process of we're going through the forgetting the veil forgetting then we come back up and then like we're growing and then we get squashed and then we sort of have to break through and then break through and break through 
And in about 2000 and in about 2015, I went over to um, Canada. I was over in British Columbia, Canada. I went to a music festival over there with these, just these amazing people. And they were like, you need to come back in summer. You need to come back for this music festival, Shambhala. It'll just open you up. And it, it really did. And it really opened me up to like a whole different world that I didn't really knew existed. And I was like, oh man, this is amazing. I'm going to come back every year. And I was flying back to the States and America every single year. And while doing that and having this like travel bug aspect of myself, I also had this really like quite physical, mental demanding job inside of the state government. And I was with mm. the state government for about 14 years. And like, as I was climbing the ranks there, I also started to, you know, participate, facilitate, and also build inside the music festival scene in Australia and Southeast Queensland. So I got involved with a crew by the name of the Wonky Queenslander, Wonky Queenslanders out of Brizzy. And we started doing like music festival builds, like so it started at Jungle Love and then um Bohemian Beat Freaks, Rabbity Lettuce, um, Earth Frequency, just like all these beautiful spiritual gatherings with just these like-minded people. And then as I started to get more involved in that, I also started to climb the ranks at the state government job. And I sort of got to a level where I was just like, it was like it was like tearing me apart. Yeah. And my partner was um I actually over in the states at the time so I met her when I was over there and we were in a relationship for two years and when I asked her to move to Australia I was in probably the best place that I'd ever been like spiritually professionally everything was just working and between the point in time of her coming to Australia and me asking her to move over here and then her going home and then me going back to get her I took a promotion at work and as I took the promotion at work, oh man, it just, I got to the point where I realized that, cause I, cause I was very like a similar mindset of you as a be of service, be of service, be of service. And I was working inside the water industry because I had a real passion for water, the way that it's utilized in Australia or being underutilized or, you know, the way that they're just wasting resources, not only financially, but also like the utilization of the water itself. So I always had this mantra, which was learn, uh, remember what you learn at the bottom so you can influence change when you get to the top. And I was sitting in the room at the top with the general managers and, you know, I'm looking around the room and just the decisions that were being made weren't being made in the room. And I'm like, I'm like I've done all this work. I've been in, on this journey for 14 years and I still couldn't implement change. I couldn't do anything. I was just, you know, you're just a puppet. You're just a puppet to the to the um political system and i'm like man i'm out i'm out so I, I put the keys on the desk at the midway through um 2019 just after a relationship breakdown with the the beautiful woman that moved from uh, over to australia because i was going through a process of like we all party we were having good times at music festivals but it was never a problem and then i started to use alcohol as a coping mechanism and i was just like i was just on it all the time and so after, after that process, putting the keys on the desk, not really having any real plan, I actually had a, I actually had a really severe accident where I, um, I was actually, I flew down to a Bucks party with the wonky Queenslander crew and we were all meant to go out to Burning Man the next, the next day, uh, a few weeks later. And um, I actually had a pretty, a pretty wild incident where I actually, um, I actually got really badly burnt at 
at the Bucks party. I got first, second, third degree burns to about 4% of my body. Shit. Yeah. So I actually ended up in the fire at the Bucks party and they like had to grab me out and put get a get an ambulance and put me in the back of the ambulance. And and that just really it sort of just kick started the whole self-work, self-discovery, you know, getting my mind straight, figuring out what was going on for me mentally. Cause I've always really kind of struggled like from depression, anxiety, suicide, bullying, all, all that, all that fun stuff that a lot yeah. of people lot of people struggle with and it was always manageable until the point that it wasn't manageable yeah and then from that point i was just like man if i don't get help now i'm i'm effed like i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna check out yes yeah. so that just started the process for me and, and the first step for me was get sober so i actually I called up a helpline and I actually got in touch with the dude here in Townsville and he like started to take me through the process. And that was about two and a half years ago. And I think it's like, I think it's like a thousand, I think on Christmas day this year, I'll be a thousand days um, drug and alcohol free. Yeah. Congratulations. That's massive. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dude. And also inside that world of like, you know, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, um, it sort of introduced me to to service work and actually being of service to people who are really struggling. And, you know, these are super intellectual, very articulate, very well-spoken people that have just got this one aspect of their life that's completely controlling them and destroying them. And, you know, I would say the majority of them, extremely spiritual, extremely mm. spiritual people. And it sort of just introduced me to the process of of helping, of being of service. And and then from that, I just wanted to, I wanted to take it further. Like, because it's a very, with the whole alcohol drug battle, it was very frontline defense. Like I'm on the phone, 20, like once a week, I would be on call for like 24 hours. So any, any calls would come through to me. You're trying to talk people off bloody ledges or people trying to mm. look at suicide like standing over people's beds while they're basically drinking themselves to sleep it's it's hard it's a hardcore life and what i wanted to do is i wanted to get i wanted to get proactive i didn't want to have to start getting to a point where you know i'm the last line of defense trying to keep these people on the planet i want to yeah. get out i want to get out in front of it and i actually want to you know help people before it gets too much before they find themselves in situations where they're calling me up and they're like man i'm you know like i need help. exactly and that's a little bit of the problem with our system is it is a reactive system in many aspects and especially with mental health or even health in general you know there's only a awareness that there's a problem once it's at such a catastrophic place and at that point it's like trying to bucket water out of a sinking boat whereas if you could have caught the leak before it started taking the water then you're in a much better place to yeah. treat it exactly exactly and and now i'm like so i went through the process of getting certified with ntt going hooking up with luke doing the seven figure academy launching my business with luke and through his guidance and it was just he, he knows exactly what he's doing he yeah knows, he knows exactly what he's doing he knows exactly the way to train and coach people in a way that he can give them the tools all the tools necessary for them just to do exactly what they need to do and then he sort of goes, right, I've given you everything. I'm here for support, but 
same thing. It's exactly the same thing. If you want to get sober, if you want to improve your life, if you want to start your own business, you know, it's all, it's all on you. Mm. It's not, a, it's not about the coach. It's not about the facilitator. You know, we, you have to make the choice. You yeah. have to actually better and improve your life. And that's what I love about it because, you know, especially with the seven figure Academy and the, um, and the NTT stuff, it's all very much based around you get out of it, what you're going to put into it. And I, I was at a point, man, where I was like, man, I am, I'm all in. Like I, I've quit my part-time jobs. I'm like, I'm, I'm like here working in front of the computer basically as much as I can. Um, I do have a daughter, another, like I've obviously got other life commitments, but when yeah. I'm, that, I'm doing this and yeah. just, and it's like, you know, putting a little bit of trust in the universe as well, because as soon as I started putting, really put myself out there, it was just returned to me like tenfold. Mm. And it's just been like client, 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 client. I'm like, fuck, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So in the three years that I've been uh, kind of facing this path, at least, I've quit work, I think, three times now to focus on making this um, like my full-time thing. Initially, I kind of, productivity procrastinated for about three months creating like endless amount of content and never even putting anything out there for anyone to be aware that it was possible to even work with me yeah. the next time i had eight months and i did a business accelerator course and yeah really focused on doing a lot of content but i didn't put enough offers in there <laughs> um so like i got to a point where I was like in the Instagram space, but also I was kind of like connected with fellow coaches and not really being defined in my niche, who my avatar was and then tailoring a content strategy that would speak to a specific person and not making offers. So, you know, putting yourself out to Instagram and having like other coaches engage with yourself can be good for engagement and good for your sense of identity that you are a coach because you've got other people kind of seeing you in that light. But again, still didn't translate to, um, yeah, actually getting monetary exchange and clients from it. And I realized I'd been really focused on, you know, in terms of the kind of sliding scale between authenticity and selling um, where I fell into the trap of being like, you know, selling's bad, need to be completely authentic and not um, sell at all. And now I've kind of evolved from that level of thinking to sales is just a tool like anything else. It's almost like the force in Star Wars. You could use it for light or dark. You can use it to manipulate, or it can be like a structure where you can actually have a, a part of your business and it's there's nothing wrong with like evil about having a funnel about having a sales journey, about having a specific content strategy that will speak to a certain person with a particular problem and have it resonate with them so they will want to work with you. Um, but yeah, now I'm kind of, yeah, I procrastinated on again this third time. I uh, went and did yoga teacher training in Thailand and I'm just finishing up uh, studying personal training because yeah, cool. for my... Uh, that was my original intention at about three years ago. I was like, I want to have coaching, but also have like a little bit of grounding in say yoga and PT that will help support that too. That's awesome. 
because mm. I'm very much in alignment with that because the NTT stuff is amazing for up here. It's it's very um, it's very conscious awareness of the mind, the way that it operates, and it also gives you the tools to help people with specific problems utilizing timeline therapy, which is it's kick ass. It's so mm. good, so good. Then there's another aspect of it, which is what my sister's has just done because she's a life coach in Southeast Queensland, down in Brizzyway. And she um she's just finished her breathwork facilitation. Yeah, so cool. that I've been doing breathwork for a couple of years now. I love it, but I'm not I'm not obviously qualified to facilitate it. That'll be the next step. So that's the that's the body trauma. That's the stuff that we're holding like inside of our vessel. Yeah. And I also do a little bit of I'm you know very spiritually minded and, and like in alignment with you as well. And with that part, that journey, you know, I really like the quantum field aspect of it. Um, and tying it all together so that it's mind, body, spirit. Because I think yeah. that mind, body, uh, your mind correct and you've cleared all the stuff out of your body, it just sort of sets the spirit free. And then once once you're free, you can go and do whatever you want to do. And it's really you know, getting people out of their own way so that they can just open themselves up and just be like, yeah, this is the direction I'm going. I'm just like, off you go. You know, like my goal is after six, eight weeks of working with me, whatever it takes, like whatever program you want to work, you don't need me anymore. Like I'm going to be here for you if you want me. Yeah. We can have a chat, but like I'm going to get you out of your own way, own way and you're gone. And 100%. Like, that, that's literally, yeah, 100%, bro. I was uh, writing a bit of copy for my website the other day and for my PT part, I literally said, if I've got you to the point where you don't need me, then I've succeeded, which, yeah, I think it's the logical thing. Like, you know, you don't want to try and create this like, trap where people need to have a problem so you they need you like you want to heal as many people as you can and then they can go on and do the same well that's the ripple effect right that's how it mm. works you know? and that's where i find the space that we're operating out of is a very different space than say like the generic psychology um where like you go in a room you talk about your room but you might find yourself in there for three years and you're in the exact same spot which yeah, what, that's right. That was my experience. I started therapy early 2019 and they did a really good job, like keeping me off the edge of a cliff. Like that was awesome what they did. But when it yeah. comes to substances aspect, they, they just weren't equipped. They weren't, they weren't equipped to actually deal with the substance abuse. And the bit of irony about it was there was a, there was a meeting space specifically designed for substance abuse, literally around the corner from where the therapists, like where I was going and sitting for like a year, complaining about these problems. They didn't mention it to me once. It took me to like fall down the scale to a point where I'm like, I really, really need help now. I had to put my hand up, call in. And then all of a sudden I'm sitting in a room 500 yards down the road from my therapist's place. And they didn't even mention it. Mm -hmm. And then I'm one of the lucky ones where I got, I went into the, I went into the, the program because that's what it is it's like a 12-step program and i got sober on day one so yeah i was in this room with them for like a year trying to figure some stuff out and then as soon as you actually get given a program of action not of hey come in here talk about your problems strengthen up your neurological pathways and actually sit in victim mode and yeah. hope to come to some type of awareness that you may be the problem it's like give people tools give them yeah and then all of a like bang it's like a different gear i think that can be a bit of an issue with psychology at times where it gives you kind of or like a label for what you're experiencing you're like ah oh, that's why because i had add ah oh, that's why 
And sometimes that can actually become problematic because you're like, oh, I, I'm an addict. And then like you label yourself with that and then it becomes like this limiting factor where it's like, oh, I can't do that, I've got ADD. Or oh, I can't do that because I've got this. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like you said, like psychology definitely has its place where it can help people in the worst stages. But 100%, 100%. I think that everything's got their place. And I think it just depends where you're sitting on that ladder. You know, like, yeah. it's like where, where are you and where do you want to get to? Um, and that, that was my experience. And now, now what I'm looking at, like now that I'm operating inside of the space, I really want to get like, I feel that I've taken a great first step in regards to like not being on the frontline defense for the people that are actually really, really struggling and getting a little bit more proactive, but my next step, um, I've got a bit of stuff that I'm doing early next year, but after that, I'm going to, I'm really want to operate inside the conscious parenting play inside the conscious parenting space, because mm you can get to people and start to work with them as they're raising their children, as they're starting to trying to break that generational trauma, break that programming cycle, you know, that's where that, for me, that's where the gold is because, yeah. you know, that, and it like, it's nothing against my parents. It's nothing. It's just their pre-programming. It's their limiting belief structure that they got given and they were never given the tools to break it. It's yeah. just, currently stepping into a society that everyone's like this is not the way anymore like right. we're evolving we're leveling up not only intellectually but also spiritually everyone's on these different pathways we're all going to the same place and they're just like i'm done i'm done with this time to make a change and i think that's why coaching is now you know this is coming from luke coaching's now the second behind data in regards to growing space for businesses it's just mm phenomenal man and there's so many people out there that are like actually putting their hands up for help and it's a great yeah and this is not a this is not a business thing this is a you know this is a um and coming back to what you were saying before in regards to the money the money aspect of it the financial aspect of it you know this comes from this is like i'm not quoting luke like it's going out of fashion but money is the mm -hmm. energy that we receive for bringing value to people's lives and that's all it is it's just a different form of energy and without that energy exchange, people don't put a value system in it. They're not going to actually commit to the process. And what I found is like, if you, if when I was doing like, like the pro bono work inside of the um, alcohol and drug space, they're not, they're not, they're, they've got no investment in it. They've got no skin in the game. Yeah. And like, for yeah. 90, like for 90% of people, that's a hundred percent right. Like, even myself, um, are you familiar with uh, Brendan Burchard? He wrote High Performance Habits. Um, American dude, um, really interesting. Like he's a pretty high level, uh, like more professional executive coach and been working with like quite wealthy people. And he's written a book that's really insightful about, um, he's kind of got like a model of high performance habits. Anyway, uh, so I've got his book and he sends an email with like, you know, $7 course. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that. But I didn't really do it because I wanted to do the course. I just did it because it was cheap. And there was like a point where I was like, ah, oh, I can't really be, I'm not that invested. And because it was only $7, I actually, you know, just didn't care. Whereas if that was $300, say, A, I wouldn't have bought it in the first place, but B, had I seen the value in it, I would have been like, okay, like I'm committed to this. So sometimes it's beneficial to actually have that higher price to weed out the people that just did it because it was there. Like, you know, if you did free coaching and then someone's like, does it, but then they don't rock up. And that, cause, cause they didn't really want the coaching. They just wanted it cause it was free. 
there is there is times where like you know one out of a hundred people that needed the coaching would have got the benefit of it for free but mostly you're going to protect your own energy you know, that, you know that's exactly right and that's what i was finding as well you know because these people and it's not it's they're not a cause here like they're they've got they're in a place within their lives that they're they're looking for someone to save them like mm. they're, they're reaching for any life raft that they can get their hands on right and if if inside that space what i was finding when i was consistently working there is that's what was also pulling me down because i was putting so much energy out and then i'm like man i'm still trying to balance my personal life my work life the volunteering aspect and that's why it's got to be voluntary it's got to be you know it's got to be a vocation it's not meant to be a full-time gig because yeah you're really in a space of well, i need someone to save me mm. and it's interesting too because when you're doing your own self-work there is a point where you have to do the work yourself to some degree before you can get others to help you like there definitely is like you know like if someone really needs help of course um but if you are relying on others to make yourself feel better from that victim mentality space you can really fall into um the energy vampire dynamic where someone either leverages your certainty like to make themselves feel better and you're like no no like you know like you know like say a leaning friend where someone's like no no you're awesome and then they just keep getting into that dynamic of making themselves feel better um but then once you actually yeah do some degree of work yourself and then get to a point where you're at least stable on your own that's when people seem to be the most receptive to coaching sorry about the cat in the background <laughs> where about um, you uh so i'm in adelaide oh yeah 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 I'm in, uh, I'm in north queensland australia townsville oh uh, nice yeah yeah i stayed in uh maggie island a bit last year for about a month yeah cool what were you doing over there uh basically i quit uh fifo work in june and i bought a motorbike in cairns i actually bought it from townsville and um rode it back to cairns went up to port douglas and then went from port douglas down to the gold coast just oh. cruising yeah just staying in the flow and my intention was I'm going to follow the flow. So if I have a higher sense of well-being and productivity, that's where I'm going to follow. And when those two things go down, then I'll keep going to the next place following the flow. And that was pretty cool. Um, so that's when I was doing the business accelerator course and yeah, just kind of getting a bit further into coaching stuff. And there was an interesting um, experience I had actually like, so kind of my path for that last three years has been, kind of reminded me of what you were saying in your journey of like increasing the corporate ladder, but also trying to go further into coaching. I've been doing that with uh, FIFO work. So over the last three years, I've been getting more high paying jobs in FIFO, but then I'll be taking like half time off and getting further and further into coaching. And like, yeah, you can definitely see where the roads are pulling further apart and you've got to pick one. Um, yeah. Although I'm still going to go back to FIFO work shortly and do another four months and then stack up so I can yeah. hopefully you doing for oh, four months like week on week off or uh, it'll be eleven days on three days off. Wow, oh, <laughs> yeah. that's insane. That's, yeah, where are you working? Uh, so it's remote South Australia. It'll be like driving trucks and like machinery and 
replacing a bit of uh, pipeline for yeah, a cool. 70 kilometer stretch. So there's four months of work there. Um, I'll, I'm possibly going to finish up in March and join Luke then, but yep. I might just do the four months of work and then I should have probably, oh, it'd be like about 55 grand net, uh, sorry, gross for four months of work. And then, yeah, go over to Thailand and be somewhere where that money will be a bit more, have a bit more runway, do the NTT, the 7FA, and then, yeah, just haul up on an island and get a bit oh, of an office. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. You're, thinking, you're, you're thinking that you do a couple of months of work and then head over and dial in, do it remotely? Yeah. So yeah. That, that, will that be, will you make the, because what, it's April and January, February, I think it's end of March, start of April. Yeah, so NTT 16th, 18th of March, and then Seven Figure Academies the 13th to 15th of April, and then... yeah. 27th to 30th is masters yeah at the moment it's the intention to join the march and april round so i would cut it early um but i'm also kind of open to the i'm going to see how it feels at the time yeah um because yeah you know there's a point like where at what point you know how much do you need and how much does your mind tell you that you should have you know oh like you know what i probably could get away with is like two months of work go all in on seven figure academy ntt and then make that work obviously the mind wants security so it's like two four months and then you've got double the money yeah and then but there's also a bit of a cost that i do see that happens after four months of mind-numbing work you know your ability to focus um just kind of your energetic capacity to hold space and like actually be productive in mentally intensive things atrophies so yeah you've got to find the right balance there sure just and like i'll just tell you about my experience like so we're not trying to obviously change your plans or convince you anyways uh, one way Helpful to get perspective though yeah so my, what my experience was so when i when i g'd up with luke so long story really condensed down right so i was working at a as a project manager um maintenance manager for at, at a james cook university and i rate i got to a point there i was there for about two years and i was like man these guys like it just the you could just the corrosive nature of the business and the toxicity in the workplace i was like i'm out i'm done so i actually had a friend that was running like a guy that i knew more, more so than a friend working as a as a sparky in town and i approached him and I was like hey look you know what do you think about me jumping across for you and he's like yeah man you know we're searching I'm like yeah cool I'll, I'll jump across and I did that for about probably about six eight weeks and at the same and this is the universe right this is the universe just like putting things upon your path just to sort of bounce you in the right direction and so I jumped across and I started doing a bit of work for him and at the same time I was living and living with my best mate like from like like grade school like I've known him since I was four and he was living upstairs and I had downstairs he had his family I had my daughter week on week off and he came down one day and he was like dude I've just bought another house like we've got 30 days we need to get out and I'm like 30 days dude to find another place in the like in Townsville which is like in a rental crisis and so I really started had to hustle and move so I already had a place that I leveraged like um one uh, took the equity out and I actually bought this place that I'm currently sitting in. And on the same days that I got the keys for, for that, 
um, I actually went back to the office and my the, the dude was waiting for me. He's like, and he sort of had this weird expression on his face. He's like, we need to have a chat. And he was like, you know, how do you find that this is working out? And I'm like, you know, like it's, I haven't been to Sparky for a while. Da, 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 da. He's, he's like, look, I'm meant to be stepping back from the business. I don't think this is actually working out. So I'm actually going to cancel the contract. So on the same days that I picked up the keys for this place and like took on the responsibility of new mortgage, I actually lost the contract for Sparky. Mm. And I'm like, man, I need to, I need to move. Like I need to go. And I've been thinking about like coaching for like the past two and a half years, had been doing it voluntarily, had never even decided to do a business. So I basically had nothing and then went from, it was like hop, skip and a jump, picked up two bits of part-time work, got in contact with Luke. And then NTT was like two weeks after, three weeks after. So I went from being full-time employment to unemployed and also having a mortgage to getting in contact with Luke and finding myself in NTT. So I had that absolute necessity. I'm like, this this must work. Like I had so much motivation to actually get this thing off the ground. And then that drives the necessity to actually put yourself, like you said it, you know, go all in at the training. And what I found was inside of that room at NTT, I was greeted by the same type of people that I've been wanting to attract into my into my vortex for the last two years. Like we're talking about spiritually minded, conscious minded, very highly educated people that are from all different types of backgrounds, whether it be energy healing, Reiki, sound healers, teachers, other coaches that are branching out and trying something um, completely different. And I think there was like 80 of us in the room and just the, the energy inside that room and also the energy that Luke puts into the room it's incredible. And I'm sure that it does translate across the computer screen and into Zoom. But if like, if anyone was listening to this and was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing it, I would definitely recommend getting into the room and then taking what you learn in the room and then carrying that into Seven Figure Academy and mm -hmm. then really committing to Seven Figure Academy. Because once you get to Seven Figure Academy and you've got same thing, a whole energy circulation created between people, we're all feeding off each other. Like we've left Seven Figure Academy now, like we've all gone our separate ways. We're still very much connected. And we've mm -hmm. found we've actually built a community from that Seven Figure Academy where we hold each other accountable we keep each other motivated you know we we share stuff like people are forgetting where we put documents and like someone's like i've got it don't here it is you know and that's the type of thing that is built because it's built uh, and that's the beauty of doing it with luke is you actually get this community based around it it's not just you put your hand up for a seven dollar fifty coaching course and they send you some documentation and then it's like okay yeah. Oh, and do it. It's like, okay, I've also now got a team of 80 people strong behind me that are cheering me on to actually go and succeed, which is, it's huge. It's, it's huge. Energetically, it's massive. How long does Seven Figure Academy go for? It's a three day. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Think, yeah. It's, um, and to speak to Luke's... Seven Figure Academy is all virtual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could literally fly to like, you could end mid-March, end your job mid-March or whenever you want to do it, fly to Sydney, do the three days and be like, right, guys, I'm out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to Bali and then go sit on a beach somewhere. Right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You'll walk into Bali and you'll just, you'll just be like a powerhouse because that's what it does. It let, the NTT actually levels you up because we're doing the work on ourselves there as mm. well. 
Like you get all the contact. You like. So have you signed up? No, I haven't yet. No, no, because yeah. I need to do the work to afford the investment. Yeah, Roger, Roger. Um, but yeah, man. Like I would just get back onto onto Luke ASAP and be like, "Hey, look, I spoke to Damo. I'm I'm in." Um, and I'll, I'll might message him after we get off here, and I'll see if he can work something out for you, dude. Because you're definitely on the path, man. It's just figuring out what you want to do now. Yeah. And, much you want it because it so i went from not having a business like i did the 10k um month blueprint and i i exceeded it so I, yeah I, right yeah, like i'm well and truly over 10k this month yeah killer and that's just purely energy exchange that's me putting my stuff out into the community and it just getting returned back to me because you know, when you've got that desire and the need and that hunger, it just it just drives something inside of you. And then all of a sudden, yeah. but it's not only the drive that comes from me because we've got this we've got this team of people which you'll get when you do NTT and Seven Figure Academy yourself. I'll I'll actually be there. I'll be in person at NTT in March. Oh, and awesome. Then, and then I'm going back um, to do Seven Figure Academy again because it's just yeah. it's just the next level. Like you take the first step and then you do it again and you get a whole, it's like, you know, it's like listening to a podcast or like an audio book. And the next time you hear it, you hear, you hear, yeah. the, hear the new level, you hear the new yeah. information that you need, which is yeah really cool. hundred percent. I had that with um the power of now. Yeah. Yeah. I've got that. I've got that right there. Actually. I can't tell. Yeah. I was um, <laughs> listening to it on audio book as I went on that eight months overseas and I didn't even know who Eckhart Tolle was prior to it, listened to it and it hit me with such resonance of truth. I was like, I need to listen to this on repeat. And I did so like probably for three months straight, like 50 times over, um, just like 16 hours a day to the point that Eckhart Tolle's voice was just in my head. I'm walking around Bali and he's like, do you have any problems right now? And I'm like, just about getting a guided meditation from him. And um, um, But yeah, that was really transformative for me to, let go and bring awareness to egoic um, structures within the mind and kind of go into that state of stillness. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I know what you mean about getting those deeper layers. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think the beauty of it is like, so as soon as you sign up to the process, you get, you get all the information. Right. And I was like, I was like, I was a fiend for it. So I like just locked myself. Like I was doing a little bit of part-time work, but you get, you get all the information and you, you actually like Luke provides you with all the information and then you can actually go and start to consume it. Yeah. And, and then you take that, that first level of knowledge and then you, you try and you get through as much as you can. And then you take that to NTT and then he levels you up again. Right. And, right. And then you're like, okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And then you actually start to do the practicing aspect of it. And then once you got the practicing aspect of it and you get that, you get that down that same thing it's baby steps it's like you know here's here's the swimming pool jump in mm. and then you take that into um seven figure academy and then from seven figure academy it's just like boof. it's just it just takes off and to um, speak to my impression of luke so in the three years that i've been exposed to coaching and you know i've had breakthrough sessions business accelerator course um i've hopped on you know a few calls with prospective uh coaches for me and, you know, when you're in a call, um, a discovery call and like, I'm like, oh, okay, so this is like, you know, my challenge that I'm facing now, like, what would you say? And like, quite often 
I've had the experience of them either not being able to coach on the fly and going, oh, well, we, our process will cover that. You know, I can tell they're really good at sales, but they don't have the tactical ability in the coaching. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not, I can just sense that it's like, that's a red light for me. Okay, cool. And like some of these were pretty expensive, like $15,000 US for a six months course that only had like, you know, a one per week group call. And then another, you know, coach is like, I could feel them like, okay, so what do you think about like, and like, trying to lead me somewhere. And like, I can't remember the exact dynamic, but I was like, oh, okay, where are you going with that? Cause I was like, basically I could feel like, you know, when, you have an idea of where someone needs to get to, but mm. they weren't actually listening to where I was at and like seeing what was the best solution for me. Whereas when I got on to the call with Luke, you know, he spent a lot of time getting a full understanding of where I was at and then going, okay, yeah, this is what the best solution for you going forward is. And this is the things that I have that would cover that. And I was like, uh, yeah, cool, perfect. This is exactly what I've been looking for. And like everything he said resonated. And in terms of like him actually, I could feel the intent that he had to actually get me the best solution possible. And that's something that I've definitely um, endeavored to do because through, you know, some of the coaching programs I've been through that I've paid a fair bit for, I felt like the solution I needed and what I was provided wasn't congruent. And I felt like I was kind of sold into a program, you know, yeah, yeah, we can do that. And then that was actually like, my need was about 10, 15% of the program. So I was like, I'm not gonna do that for, what I'm gonna do is when I have a discovery call with someone, I'm gonna understand where they're at, where they wanna go and what the best solution for them is and if it's not me, I'm going to refer them to someone else or whatever it is, whether it's a book, whether it's a um, website, article, video, or a coaching program of my own. But as long as whatever I'm offering is the best solution for them, and obviously over time, I need to create more of my own scale of solutions so that I can be in integrity when I offer them the solution. Exactly. Oh, man, that's, yeah, that's, Dude, that's exactly how I see this whole game as well. Like, so one of the one of the the best lessons that I got taught from another coach because I've actually got a couple of co coaches. So I'm working with Luke from the business stuff, and I'm I'm, I'm working with um, my own coach who's really focused on my own trauma and stuff like that from my own childhood. And the best thing, the best piece of advice that I've been given earlier on in this journey is meeting people exactly where they are. Mm. and just really understanding them as a person because I've got like I'm looking at my list of people that I'm working with at the moment they're all on different parts of the journey everyone's on a different run right mm. I think that defines uh the difference between a good coach and a great coach is if you're a good coach you'll go okay yeah I've got a modality that I know works and I'll give it to the same thing to everyone and the difference between that and a great coach is a great coach will have the capacity to step down to wherever the other person is, meet them exactly there, understand, and especially the ones that have been there themselves. Like that, that's where that's the that's the golden nugget, right? If you can identify same thing. If I if I've got someone that's approached me and I like 
they're not in full alignment to where where I operate from, or I can tell that they're just they're just not ready. I have turned people away, and it's I'm not doing it out of malice. I'm not doing it out of you know I don't care for that person. But if they're not ready to take that step with me. It's, it's, and I'll, I'll, same thing. I'll push them to other people. I'm like, man, I think that you're going to identify with this woman that I know that's basically got the same background as you. Why don't you go have a conversation with her? Yeah. I think that's the beauty of being within this space is it's so versatile. You know, it's so versatile of being able to go, okay, this is what I want to offer because this is my experience. And then being able to meet them where they are and go, okay, you know, Jeremy, we're going to sit here. I'm going to fully understand you. And then I've got, all of these, you know, these, this toolkit, like the quiver that you can pull out and just go back. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess it's a sign of someone who's actually done the work and integrated what they're teaching. Because when you go down to someone's level and then, you know, go on that journey back to where they are, that requires like a lot of energy to and capacity to be able to do that. Cause you know, I think some people you can kind of be at this level, but then fear going back down because like, oh shit what if i don't get back up to where i was yeah which is which is a real thing for me like that was a, that was a real fear for me for a long time and what i this is when i was in the early days and only quite recently and the the act of integration and not only integration but also shedding that old version of yourself on a regular occasion like i went through the process just with this full moon i couldn't I, I had no idea what was going on i thought i was going insane like i'm like man what is happening but as we go through these huge shifts these huge like paradigm shifts of growth you need to be gentle with yourself you need to take time to integrate you need to take time to let go of that old version of yourself like because this dude like he he worked his ass off man like he did a lot of work he did a lot of self-growth a lot of reflection and this is something i'm going to talk about uh, in my next live as well is letting that old version of yourself go mm. and how, how important that is because if you're trying to now carry this new version of you, yourself as well you know it's just another it's still another layer it's another bit of baggage that you're carrying and that's what i'm working with my clients with is you know we're going through this growth now you need yeah. to you need to it, it's so fascinating um like i definitely like to look at things through the lens of um the self as well you know higher self lower self um previous versions i had an interesting experience earlier this year where so back in my younger years like around 16 to 19 i was kind of in that like aussie scene of drinking smoking gambling v8s and that was a version of me at one point not my authentic version mind you but a uh, ego constructed image of you know that's how a man is based on external factors and it was really fascinating to have come off the back of eight months of becoming a spiritual health coach to go back into FIFO work and be living with a few blokes that drank smoke gambled all about the v8s and i was like kind of caught myself like huh this is kind of funny to find myself, you know, when you create that new sense of self and identity and I'm like, I'm here in the most polarizing um, experience you could have for that. And I have a natural kind of tendency to, for my energy to adapt to those around me. So in the beginning, I was actually creating a bit of a false um, image of myself. Like there's a bit of like emotional intelligence to adapting to those around you and the way they speak 
to a degree, but not so much that you change who you are. When I got in there, I'm like, yeah, good day, mate. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. even realize I was doing it. I was just thinking, oh, that's what you need to do to like survive in that uh, tribe. And, you know, I was like, I haven't drank for like quite a while. And I had like, you know, a beer just to, like, you know, be on the spectrum. Like I was only having one, but I was like, you know, I want to kind of look relatable. And then I was like, oh, I'll drop a dollar in the pokies. And yeah, just kind of like started to be influenced by those strong patterns around me mm. and let my meditation and yoga go. And it was interesting because I found myself getting back to a point where I went to the pub and I'd been having soda waters and then I had two drinks and it was a real unconscious decision. And I was like, whoa, that was a bit sketchy. Like normally I'm really aware and conscious of the decisions I make. And that was just completely lower nature. And I was like, whoa. And I kind of caught me. I was like, I feel like I'm back in like, this is the old version of myself that's come through now. And now I have kind of this um, heightened awareness. Like I'm still doing these decisions, but I can actually choose whether this is a version of myself that I want to um, indulge or not. And yeah, I stopped drinking um, pretty quickly once I realized when did, you, when did you catch yourself throughout the course of the process? Like, were you there and going, oh, wow, okay, I'm already on my second? Or was it? No, like no, yeah, it wasn't till like, there was probably like a small um, amount of awareness that like after the second was like, oh, like that was weird. But it wasn't until later on, on stronger reflection. And also like, I find you typically have to, um, you know, like have a kind of a little bit of a rock bottom that kind of wakes you up, like whether it's falling into a fire or um, <laughs> for me, like, you know, just I only had like three jacks, but I was like walking around the town, going on like a bit of a crawl, getting pizza and like playing pool. I don't really eat unhealthy and I certainly like don't behave like that anymore. So me just kind of getting a bit loose like that and like, you know, yeah, just like, acting a little bit rowdy, like was a bit like, oh, that was a bit of a reality check. Yeah. And so um, that's what we like. I don't know if you've like delved into the um, Abraham Hicks world yet. Like uh, a bit, I've seen a little bit of the stuff, but I haven't, yeah. um, hasn't grabbed me to go further into it. I'll send you one that I've actually got that I sent to a couple of the coaches the other day and it, it's, it's contrast, right? And it, it's all about the ability, like the universal plan or path and place things on your path to actually give you the ability to see what we don't, what we no longer want within our vortex, right? Yeah. It actually gives you the option and you're like, fuck, I thought I was over this, man. I thought I did this work. Like I thought like I'd done that healing and yeah. then all of a sudden something's there for you to show you the contrast so you can go okay i don't want this anymore i don't know i don't identify as this anymore 100 percent, and that's what i really felt like that experience was about it was about the old version of myself that hadn't been completely integrated because you know when you go through the journey of being um like in the throes of addiction and then you come out away from that and you feel like this increase in well-being and you feel the empowerment from stopping those activities and during that process you can kind of reject the old version of yourself because you're like yeah i used to do drugs but i don't do that anymore and this old version of yourself who you were during that time can become rejected and suppressed 
And yeah. so for me, it felt like that version that I'd not been loving was coming up during that moment for me to then integrate love and accept, but also not indulge. And then, yeah, then it felt like it really healed because yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, that was a phase of my life. That was who I was at that time. But there's no judgment or con condemnation of who I was at that time. You know, I was acting from the awareness that I had. And then again, this time, as it came up, I'm like, okay, this is a part of my nature. This is a part of who I am that that can happen if I, you know, allow it to. But now I have the awareness to not indulge those behaviors and I can choose who I want to be. Yeah, dude, 100%. So my experience, and it's literally this week, and this is we're going to talk about this later on as well, is that process of integration of you know showing yourself love, you know being kind to yourself, actually give it like physically, like ha or I was actually in a place on Monday night, last Monday, where I was actually I walked because I love like mountaineering and climbing and summiting and like just, there's just something that's, there's just an aspect of it of being in the mountains where I just absolutely love it. And I actually had a, I went did a bit of a meditation and did a visualization process, which just sort of like, I had no intention. It just sort of came up and I actually walked that version of myself. The one that did all the work, the one that got sober, did all the growth got fired, found Luke, have, had a the amount of work that that dude has done for me and actually walked him to the top of the mountain and actually sat him down and hugged him and said, I am so grateful for you, dude. Mm. Like, you did so much work, bro. Like you can, you can rest now, man. You don't yeah. need to do anymore. You don't need to keep walking. You don't need to keep holding this weight anymore. Put it down, rest up and just kick it. And no, then, yeah. That's powerful. Um, yeah. And then I just, you know, I just, I loved him. I hugged him. He sat down, he went into a meditation and then I turned around and I looked at the next part of my journey and I was like, okay, cool. That's where I'm going. Mm. And, and then I started walking off into the distance and just left him there. And dude, it was like, like that as an integration process for me was like so powerful and yeah, it just it was just something that I'm gonna try and integrate into my coaching because this is all this is the this is the process, right? It's we learn something new, we go through our next growth, we go through our next phase, and then we're like, oh, okay, how can I how can I share this? How can I give this to my clients and my like my build it into your path, build it into your story? I love it. That's why I love this space so much, man. It's yeah, yeah, it's 100%. So, so versatile, and it's just like what do you want to create? Yeah. Do you want to create a music festival? Do you want to create a retreat? Do you want to create like some type of journey? Do you want to just work one-on-one? -on -one? Like, and that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? Like the, when you're getting into that space of being a creator and yeah, you know, you actually can just have so much fulfillment come from being in that space, being in the flow of what it feels like you're here to do. Yeah. I love it. So what do you reckon's next for you? You're gonna you're gonna go back out, you're gonna go west again or yeah, so pretty much uh the tentative plan would be I've got about three weeks now just to do a bit of uh resting and healing. Uh the study really taxed me and I've gone into a little bit of burnout. So I'm just kind of in maintenance mode, just eating well, trying to focus on getting the vessel healed a bit. It's quite interesting. I find um 
I have usually about like seven to 10 weeks of like focus and effort in me, like of intense focus. And then after that point, like my focus starts to shift onto other stuff. I don't know whether that's like a pattern that's emerged out of, you know, years of, um, in back in the day when I was into drugs and alcohol, you know, I'd be on them pretty hard and then I'd like have three to six months off and then again, doing the same in like FIFO work for the last three years, you know, working flat out for three to six months and then having eight months off. I don't know whether that's like created this like completely focus and then not or, um, yeah, but what I do want to start to create is a bit more consistency where, you know, just like do something ongoingly and then scale up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for the moment, uh, go back to work in January and then do, yeah, two months of work, join in loop with the NTT 7FA in March and then create, um, yeah, like some clients and then go over to Thailand for winter and maybe stay over there ongoingly. Um, but then there's kind of a little bit of a calling to like, you know, uh, the space in Adelaide to run retreats and stuff. But what I would love to do, uh, because I've been going overseas and like got quite au fait with, you know, all the ways to do it, I'd love to run retreats over there where, yeah, have people go over. And like, it could be a range of things like going from like, just like a lifestyle yoga exercise uh, beach retreat all the way into like an intensive coaching immersion. Yeah, sounds awesome, dude. Sounds yeah. 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 Well, what about yourself? Uh, oh, look now. Now I'm in. I'm in full ramp mode now. So um, I've got pretty intensive work on the business for the next basically until March again. So second week of March, which is NTT again. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna I'm gonna take that next step and then just see what see what happens at NTT. Um, then I'm going to do seven figure Academy again. And then from seven figure, I'm actually going to go and I'm going to do my masters as well. Yeah. And, awesome. Yeah. So that the masters is just the next step up of NTT prac um, because it's, it is, man, it's great. It's, it's like the modality, the education, the community. It's, it's exactly what I was looking for. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm keen to explore it. Yeah, dude. I think I honestly, just from talking to you once, like I really think that you're you're gonna you you'll definitely be on like on point with it, everything that's going on there and everything that he's trying to that Luke's trying to accomplish. Um, because yeah, it's it's a it's a really good community. It's a really good community. Yeah. Well, this was a very uh, delightful impromptu. Yeah. <laughs> just just a little bit of a random um, podcast Zoom meeting. Yeah, hundred percent. Have you got a, have you actually got a podcast? Like, have you, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got a uh, podcast, the Chi podcast that I've, yeah, CHI. So basically, um, like my coaching business is called Chi Coaching. And that's because when I went over to Southeast Asia, prior to that, I'd gone through chronic fatigue symptoms where I've just lost my internal life force energy, my Chi. And I was just like, completely um fatigued pretty much like 18 hours a day not holding any thermal energy like i was wearing like four pairs of jumpers four pairs of track pants four socks like double gloves hoodie and like just not getting warm at all and it wasn't until i 
started going overseas, doing yoga, meditating, getting in touch with my internal energy, life force. And yeah, really that caused a lot of vigor to come back to me. And so, yeah, that made sense to call it Chi Coaching. Yeah, beautiful. That's that's pretty much my story as well. So mine is um, build balance. So build yeah. balance, mind, body, spirit. Yeah, and that's definitely like one of my uh, approaches, body, mind, and spirit. Uh, like for the body, like basically all the things that allow the energy to flow freely and then optimizing it through training to increase the capacity for energy. That's and right. then, you know, in terms of like universal energy coming through, then with the mind increasing focus and disciplines, probably the two areas I've done the most work on. Yeah. And then for the spirit, the self-work aspect of things. I was just going to show you one thing if you have a second. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just share my screen with you. Um, So this is something I've been uh, working on that I started putting together. Um, basically putting together all like the notes from my own self-work. And so, oh no, I'll do it in the, uh, I'm transferring it to like a visual kind of book. And so basically it's about my own journey, translating it into a methodology of like your self-connection going from disconnect or, you know, disconnected with yourself to unconditionally loving yourself going from experiencing yourself when you're unconsciously being drawn into experiences, maybe the addiction days, uh, then understanding yourself and all the aspects that make up yourself, then into accepting, forgiving, embracing, acknowledging, respecting yourself, appreciating, loving, and finally being yourself. Beautiful. And yeah, it's um, been quite fun throwing a bit of like time into the book here. Uh, so I've got like a few different like visuals that I'm trying to bring into things like obviously like, you know, certainty we all know of, but I feel like there's a few different types of certainty. So you've got your overall sense of self certainty of who you are, like, but then you've got like action certainty, like what you're going to do in this next moment. Like, let's say when you get on a, um, when you're making food, for example, if it's something you've done a lot, then you're going to have a high sense of certainty in that. But then let's say with meditation, if you've been doing it every day for the last six months, you're going to have a high sense of certainty there. And each of those three aspects create an overall sense of certainty. And yeah, you can really hack that to increase. Cause you know, like, let's say you do breath work, you're a coach, um, all these things are what you can do that past or um, practice certainty even if you stop doing them, you know that you can do it. So that gives you more certainty for what you're going to do in the future. Because I noticed some people that have a higher sense of certainty in who they are and what they can do, you know, you put you in an uncomfortable situation where you might look stupid and your overall sense of certainty, you can have enough there to be like, look, I can actually look stupid in this moment and, you know, do something like someone's like, hey, try and juggle in front of a crowd. You're like, I'm going to do it. Like, even because I'm enough grounded in myself that I don't have to worry about that. Whereas another person that hasn't got like the past experience that doesn't have a good sense of who they are, wouldn't want to lose that face because they don't have enough overall sense of certainty. 
this is great. And how long have you been working on this for? Uh, just kind of probably like last five years, you know, I've bits of content, but this actually like the last um, probably four months. Yeah, beautiful, man. This is great. Yeah, got some cool like little visuals going on. Like this is one I came up with uh, resistance zones. So basically, let's say this um, is your comfort zone and this relates to amounts of effort being put out. So there's four different tiers here. And basically, this is full resistance. And in your comfort zone, that's no resistance. As you go out, your certainty goes down, your willingness goes down, your comfort goes down, but also your stress goes up and the energy required for growth goes up because you have less neural pathways to support that. So it's um, an interesting framework that I've been using lately because let's say when doing a mental mentally intensive task if you run in the red zone at 100 percent, it's a bit like being redlining in your car you can do it for a little bit but the longer you stay there the more you're going to bounce back to your comfort zone a bit like if you're sprinting and you sprint for a bit and you stop you might be able to come back to a jog you keep sprinting for further you might have to walk you keep sprinting even longer and then you're going to collapse on the ground and be back in your comfort zone yeah and yeah. So I guess this is your edge as well, where, you know, you want to ramp up, find your edge and then come back to 50% resistance where you can just adapt and then your comfort zone comes out and then you keep growing from there. Um, Beautiful, man. But yeah, just so I'd uh, share that with you. Yeah, little... Thank you. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Oh, just quickly, this was uh, one other thing that I reckon you'd identify with. Um, like a bit of a path comparison. So the path of security versus the path of self. So let's say you're at a crossroads between being a coach and working in a corporate environment. So <laughs> yeah. the choice between the two is got leaning into security in the corporate sense or taking the courage to follow your growth. And that results in healthy living in the moment, your true expression, and then being fulfilled and becoming your authentic self versus going for security that leads to comfort that leads to existing now for the future that causes suppression of self and then becoming unfulfilled bingo 100 percent, 100 percent, man you're on the money That's yeah perfect. but um yeah i thought it'd be cool to like just take some of these uh lessons that have been learned and put some like frameworks to it and then like create a bit of a uh, book of yourself, if you will. And then yeah, that's great. All the, uh, the lessons that have been kind of coming up to be from ego relationships, a lot about self addiction, willpower, discipline, wounding needs. Um, yeah, some, it's been really fulfilling doing this because, uh, what I've been doing is like hyperlinking like documents that I've been creating over time. And I, I was getting to this point where I had like 1200 notes in my phone about like, you know, different philosophical things. And I was like, oh, this is going to take me so long to do. And then as I started making an Excel document and then linking it, I was like, oh, this has worked out perfectly. Like all of that stuff that was going to be difficult, I can just have it here. And now it's all in one place and organized. Dude, that's rad, man. So good, bro. So, um, yeah, it's, um, that was what I'd actually planned to do 
this year I was going to work doing the FIFO thing and then just go over to Thailand and have like six months to put into this. Uh, yep. But then I kind of like, yeah, put a few obstacles in my way of like, oh, I'll do yoga teacher training. Oh, I'll do PT. Oh, I've run out of money. Now I've got to go back to work. Oh, I'll do the coaching thing. So it's like, yeah, I, it could have been worth just investing in this fully and then not having like something that I feel was distracting me, but I'm sure it will happen as it's meant to. Oh yeah, dude, exactly. And just, you know, trust in yourself and trust in the process, dude. Like you're, you're so far on your way, man. Like it's, it's unreal. So I think once you, uh, especially with like seven figure Academy, like your, your knowledge and your data that you've already started to correlate here is phenomenal. Right. So all you need to do is like, once you jump in seven figure Academy and you get the framework of actually like, you know, how to generate launch clients, get the, uh, get the organic leads set up. Once you start to get your funnels in, dude, you're going to kill yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's um, been a bit of a journey where I guess it's my nature to kind of understand something fully. So the last three years has been like, okay, I want to coach. What does that actually entail? And then like understanding you know, everything from the self part of things, the work that needs to be done as a prerequisite to be able to hold that space, but then also the business side of things to have the sales, to have the marketing, to have your, you know, avatar and everything dialed in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be cool. I feel like it's gonna, it's been like a real slow start. And then at some point, once it actually happens, then it will be a quick journey. Beautiful, man. I can't wait to see what you do. I'm really excited. You know, it'd be it'd be awesome to connect with you in person, you know, in March next year, dude. That'd be really Yeah, cool. yeah, hopefully, bro. That'd be cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And do you you've got a podcast happening at the moment? Um, yeah, so I've got a couple of little things coming up in, uh next year. So basically I'm doing a live chat every Sunday at 3 33 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Um, I think we last week was we did uh the inner critic and then we did uh manifestation and alignment this week potentially we're looking at um letting go of that old version of ourselves as next week's and then early next year i've actually got this man i don't even know how to explain it i've got this thing in the pipeline that's just gonna it's either gonna be huge or it's gonna be a massive flop so we'll see which way it goes and um that's just purely hands off the wheel universe sort of jesus can take the wheel on that one um and that is all happening early january and then the idea for the podcast is uh me and my coach the dude that's helping me out um we're looking at doing um two woke blokes uh-huh. <laughs> the name of it um and this that's going to be a monthly that's going to be a monthly basis because like he's full swing coaching business i'm full swing coaching business so the idea of trying to push push content out on a weekly basis is just it's not it's not not viable and plus that gives us a whole month of growth to reflect on as well yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah Yeah. instead of just talking just talking for the sake of talking it's like now let's put out let's put out substantial good quality growth yeah and then- that's that's yeah. the challenge because um i've tried a few different things with the podcast like sometimes i'll just do a bit of a monologue free spit that's like an insight to journey and just like ad hoc um lessons that i think of at the time but then i think for quick listener quality actually having a well thought out 
construct where there's certain points you want to hit can be a little bit better um, just so then people don't have to listen to you ramble. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think and, th- and that's the beauty of like, you know, the space, man. You can do whatever you want, right? Yeah. So, I tried to... Um, yeah. Sorry, man, go on. No, no, you're all right. I was just going to say, I tried um, a bit of a cool approach with the podcast in the beginning. I like broke it into three streams. So I had people of the path, which was like people like yourself that I met and I was like, cool, I want to like introduce you to my audience and get a bit of an understanding of like your journey, where you're at and what you're offering. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, really just kind of promote um, conscious people and their services. And then having like inside the journey, which should just be me kind of monologuing like where I'm at. And then a third one that even escapes me now. Um, but in the end, it was too difficult to have like three streams going. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm just making it the cheap podcast and whatever it is, it'll be. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, that's actually like, and like, this is just feedback, like, cause that's a, that's a brilliant idea. That's like, that's a great um, frame of consciousness to, if, if you were to consolidate it and then you were to go, you know, the, I really like the internal stuff, like the, where, where are you at your self journey, your reflection, your period. I think that's, that's gold. I think that's great. Then the people of the path is excellent, man. Like the people of the path idea, because that's what I do as well. Each Sunday is, it's the cross polar uh, cross polarization of two different audience streams, and that's mm. what I'm about. Because I could be talking to ten people at the moment, but if I've got one person that I know is more suited to this coaching, it's going to improve their like their conscious activity and their their um their journey. I'm, man, I'm like, go over here, dude. Go talk to him because yeah. they can identify and they can connect. And I'm I'm a huge advocate of like one rise and we all rise together because that 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 is our mission right our mission lies the consciousness of the planet so the idea of us just leaving people there because they're not ready for us is just like it's so counterintuitive like yeah that's right and you're really coming from the highest level of servants and abundance when you know that the main agenda is to promote the growth of consciousness however so and yeah, like that way, yeah, it's. And I think that also reaffirms it within yourself and your own vibrational alignment. Like if you can be so certain in your own ability to grow, show, create, manifest your own, you know, your own little, your own vortex of your own clients, right? Or whether people are coming to you freely and easily that you don't need to worry about the idea of lack of like, I need this person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? that's right. It's like, okay, what, what is it actually about? Is it about me and my own ego? And I'm trying to go, I need to close him or I need to sell him. It's like, no, I don't need to do shit because my clients are already on the way. Like, I don't yeah. need to. Yeah. All I can do is put him into contact in, in um, alignment with someone that he's going to connect with so yeah. that he rise his consciousness and then we all rise together anyway. So it's like, it's yeah. a man. Like, yeah. And is I, it, I, I, yeah. You're 100% on point. And it's so interesting, I think, for people that are, you know, really deeply on the spiritual path consciously, when you do operate from ego, it always seems to turn out like it just like falls apart. Like if you were to be like trying to operate from lack, it so quickly manifests like negatively where it almost like, yeah, stops you from doing that. And yeah. 
it's interesting, isn't it? I love it. I love it. You know, like I'm, this is like this is my new drug, man. Like this is yeah. like this gets me so much higher than any other shit ever fucking did. Like, you know, and this is what I love about it is there is no there's no ceiling to it. It's just it's just okay. Where's my next growth point? And I had yeah. a client. I had a client today um, reach out, and she's like, you know, she's like, you know, my mother triggered me. I'm like, fucking awesome growth point. Let's go. Mm. Mm. Right. So when do we actually, um, and then I put it back on her and I was like, okay, let's identify. Like, what were the questions that I asked? I'll just reflect on it. So basically I said, yeah, cool growth point. I'm like, okay, step one, what was the trigger? So awareness, obviously around what the trigger was step two, I've got a five Y process, which my clients know about to identify the actual root cause of where did it actually come from. And that's going that, deeper and deeper and deeper, 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 um, which if you want to have another chat about that, we can basically it's a five why process of, okay, you know, why did they trigger me? And then you go, well, okay, why? And then go deeper into, well, you know, I've got a limiting belief about my own self-worth that comes from my parents and their um, projection of their own shit onto me when I was a kid. And it, that's where it usually stems from like a parent, a friend, a teacher someone in our past that like projected their own shit onto us and told us that we were wrong we couldn't do that you know put their own limiting belief instilled that on us when we were children and then she can go okay so we go root cause where did it come from and then what are you actually going to do about it so the action step she's there now she she will 100 be able to coach like pre-coach herself and then it's that's her next step of growth right she's like holy shit i don't really need damon because she's halfway through the program right and i'll be i'll be damned like I'll, I'll i'll give her the answers in the early days but now she's at a point of her her own growth this is the, this is the my game she doesn't need me i'm hands off now and yeah. it's, it's like okay walk you through the process walk you through the process walk you through the process and that's yeah, what that's i was awesome. about it and like, so within, within like, you know, a couple of weeks, she went from being in a really dark place to owning her own crystal, uh, like international crystal um, wrapping business where she's shipping back to America. And I was what the hell, man? And she's like, you're like, you're a wizard. I'm like, I do nothing. All I do is I create the container for you. I create a safe space where I can give you tools, trips, ticks, stuff that I've learned along my journey place them at your feet, you pick them up, you start implementing them in your life. And then all of a sudden you're, you're the wizard. All we do is create the container. Yeah. And then, and then that's the magic for them. And it's just like, it's so beautiful to watch, man. I just, I just love it. It's just, it's so much fun watching people grow. Yeah. You're doing two good things there. Like teaching them how to actually coach themselves where that's such a yeah like we spoke about earlier in the call like it's the ideal way to approach this and secondly actually giving them the empowerment rather than taking it on for yourself yeah yeah and she she is a she's an absolute gun she knows exactly what she's doing it's just everyone at some point in their life like that's why i've got three coaches yeah like you know like and that's what i love about this journey is once you sort of open yourself up to like, okay, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay mm. to actually put my hand up and say, hey, I want to grow spiritually or I want to grow with my optimization of my time frame and where my energy is going or I want to grow, I want to heal some shit personally. Once you start opening those doors, it's very hard to close. Right? Like you're, you're like, oh shit. You know, and all of a sudden you've got three, four coaches and they're all working on different aspects. And yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it.
Yeah, nice. It's a very inspiring to chat with you and be, yeah. Yeah, dude. Well, let's let's keep um, open lines of communication over the next couple of months. I'd love to keep checking in with you and see what you're up to and see what you're doing. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I'll keep an eye out for uh, the podcasts and uh, the lives coming up. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I'll make sure I send you an invite and you can chime in and even even if you want to jump up one Sunday and we'll have a chat, dude, 100%. Yeah, too easy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, we'll see how we go with this. This would be a bit of a long podcast, I reckon, it would be coming up to. Yeah, well, I usually go for an hour and a half. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, easy. Uh, there's yeah. some good parts in here, though, I think that would uh, translate well to a bit of a podcast you know like speaking about the seven figure academy there wasn't anything too um sensitive to it i don't think no i don't pretty peripheral yeah so yeah might uh i'll chuck it up on youtube as like a yeah bit of a podcast and maybe it would be helpful to just end with how people can reach you and what you call yourself and just kind of your whole blurb of uh who you are as a coach and how to reach you how to work yeah. with you cool dude man um so basically if, you, if anyone jumps online and has a look on facebook and they look up damien john kelly um basically damien underscore john underscore kelly it'll it'll feed you right to me um the business is called build balance um basically we look at mind body spirit so if we can get you into a full version of alignment and basically get you into your law of attraction space and actually get you moving in the direction that you want to be moving whether that comes from like I work recovery free of charge. I still do pro bono work. I've got a couple of clients at the moment that are working in that space. So if you do have problems with drug, alcohol, gambling, any of that type of fun stuff, then I will work like 100%. Like there's no charge for that. That's just a service that I provide. Um, and then the other aspect of it is we do neurotransformational therapy. So that's the stuff that we learned from Luke and that's part of the NTT. So that's neuro neurotransformational therapy, utilizing timeline therapy for the brain. Then we get your body into a full state of alignment. And obviously I'm stepping into the breathwork space early next year. And then, you know, the spirit, we go through a law of attraction manifestation process. And that's a, that's a six week program. Beautiful. Yeah. Sounds killer, Brand. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll chat to you further and uh, yeah, good chatting with you and have a good night. Yeah, too easy, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right. Lays, bro. Bye, bro.